All right, this episode of Fight Stories is brought to you by Absolute Nature CBD. For the finest in CBD oil and CBD oil products, go to AbsoluteNatureCBD.com. Type in the promo code Goon Squad. Get yourself a 40% discount. Goon Squad. Been getting people a lot of discounts over the last two years. That's right. And it just keeps building. Next year, 98% discount. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. We they just gotta keep the fight stories fans coming back for more. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and put, and put uh C B D cream on your bruised egos. <laughs> give another uh we gotta give another shout out to our other sponsor, Uncle Ronnie's teabag.com. Old Uncle mm-hmm. Ronnie's just sitting there creaming his jeans, waiting for you to come up and hit his website. Get some oh, yeah. fine fight stories, t-shirts, and paraphernalia. Best tea bag in town. Hook up yourself with uh, a little uh, Trevor Gillies fight stories, punches aren't vitamins t shirt, or one with one of these logos on the back. That'll yeah. make you look like uh, a superstar at the bar. No one's gonna want to scrap you then. <laughs> or everybody. <laughs> I love I love when Tom O'Donnell was wearing the fight stories t shirt at the bar, and some guy comes up, he's like, fight stories, eh? Tom's like, yeah, you want to be on the next fucking episode? <laughs> <laughs> we got to get him on the podcast. Oh, wait, should, should we give a Sandman update? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So the Sandman, Steve Dunn, just an yeah, absolute. First, first episode of season three, by the way. Yep. What a gem. Uh, first episode of season three, he talks a lot about uh, what, like, biting people in fights <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. We, we we chopped up a couple of clips but he did say at the at that episode that he had gone I, I don't know maybe it was a year and a half without getting into a fight and i was like and i remember thinking like that streak is tenuous at best oh yeah oh yeah he is um he's one of those guys that like fighting is part of his dna yeah you can't breathe that he's like a pit bull you can't breathe it out of him man he's gonna yeah He's yeah, gonna yeah. snap onto you with a mouthful of lockjaw. Yeah, right, 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 literally. So anyway, that so so his uh, his streak is reset now. It's like uh, it's like those. Well, it's like an accident at the factory. Like how many days without an accident? It, the clock has been reset. <laughs> yeah, he he's definitely uh, definitely broke the goose egg. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I sent him a T-shirt from Fight Stories, and he he sent me a message there. He said, "Tyler, I'm looking forward to rocking that bad motherfucker." I broke my no fight streak twice in three weeks in October. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to know I'll still pull the trigger. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. First dude got bit. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it wasn't a sober October for Steve (laughs) Dad. Second dude got knocked out with my left because I broke my right two weeks earlier. oh man i can't wait to get yeah. him back on here because you know that like he was just scratching the surface too there's a few yeah, guys yeah, yeah. they're definitely two parters and then they'll get in enough fights to create a three a third episode yeah exactly we keep coming back <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving yeah oh my god so yeah. so we look forward to that maybe season uh, four. Oh yeah that'd be great i'd love Although, to have i'd love to have like an all-star season 
Yeah. <laughs> or like a fight stories reality show where it's like Fight House and it's <laughs> <laughs> kind of like yeah. uh, Ultimate Fighter, but with like all wild cards from our. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be way more entertaining. Oh, I thought you were like Ultimate Fighter. I was like last comic standing. Like, you know, they, the first season, they'd go into the booth and be like, I'm tougher than boom, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, it'd be like a combination of that, you know, because yeah, like yeah. Ultimate Fighter. Those dudes all actually are, you know, real MMA fighters. I mean, Steve Dunn is a real MMA fighter, but like right. the uh, our other wild cards are way more um, average Joe street fighter type guys. Right, right, right. That would be a fun house to put all those wing nuts in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the insurance binder you would need on that fucking on that episode? Too? I don't want to imagine it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do not want to imagine yeah. that paperwork. Who, who's got the jam to insure this show? <laughs> oh yeah, man. Yeah. Oh man. Speaking of circuses, did you see the Jake Paul trill? Was it tri- yeah Triller Fight Club um, pay per view? What? I saw the fight. Okay. I wanted to see the pay-per-view, but I'm not paying the pay-per-view. So I didn't pay the pay-per-view. I got I had a link. I think nice. I think it was not illegal. Right, right, right. <laughs> I think it wasn't illegal. It was, that, it was in that gray area. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Um, but I no, I watched it and it was uh someone's calling me one second. Oh, it's Jake Paul. <laughs> Pretty pissed. <laughs> <laughs> no i um i did yeah i watched the whole i watched the whole thing i uh no i was watching ufc on my big screen i just had the uh the fight club uh, event on my computer right so i was watching two at once but it was you had snoop dogg commentating and mario lopez it's just such a such a guy lopez was there commentating mario lopez knows his boxing though mario lopez actually is an educated boxing fan he's always uh been into it i think you know since back in the day he he does know his shit um but then you get like oh christ who else <laughs> i think who else was on i remember pete davidson was there for the oh, last pete davidson was there yeah. and then and then i like i turned back to it like like i wasn't paying attention that i looked back and now you get rick flair is uh no. refereeing a slap fight between two guys in like a warehouse or it would have been like the arena you know yeah ground level of the arena two guys are doing like a slap fight and it was like a serious slap fight yeah and you could tell rick flair was just like doing it for the money oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but he was i mean it's rick flair he's the man he's yeah. so entertaining um and how many people millions of people were watching everyone's watching this this is oh man i gotta go back and i got a youtube slap fight Dude, it was it was a great slap fight. Oh, you would love it because we were just talking about this. We were just talking about this last episode. You love the slap fights. Yeah. These guys, there's, there's a black guy and a white guy, and for whatever reason, I could just tell the black guy was gonna fucking win. The white guy, I don't even know who they were, because like sometimes these like I guess these guys who are on this thing are, you know someone online right you know what i mean they just walk in off the street they've done it a few times yeah yeah and like but like even the boxers in it like you know the one boxing match was like a billionaire from the uk and he's fighting against raekwon the uh uh reggae artist so (laughs) no 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 
Raekwon the the chef or whatever from from Wu Tang or or some other guy? Dude, it was someone who is. Uh, let's find this out. We should look this up. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was because they got into a fight. Or they almost got into a fight um, at a nightclub over a chick. Wow. Yeah, which is hilarious. And they're like, "Let's take this to um, let's take this to Triller." <laughs> yeah, Raekwon. I'm pretty sure this is who it was. Uh, maybe it's not the Wu Tang guy. I can't, oh, okay. No, it's it's not the Wu Tang guy. Okay. The Wu Tang guy is bigger. I could be yeah. I, like it's Raycon or something. Like it's it's definitely like spelled similar. Let's right. just look up, let's just look up Triller Fight Club Jake Paul and we'll find out um, what the guy's name is. Fight Club card. Let's see this. We'll see. Because these guys, yeah, they had a problem over a girl. What a way to what a, what a way to, to sort it out. Well, it's Raycon, R E Y K O N. Okay. So he's but he's a legit. Um, he's like a legit uh, reggae guy. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Okay. I don't listen to that music. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> I like Inner Circle, Bad Boys. That's my number one jam, though. Yeah. <laughs> the cops theme song. That's reaching back. Reaching back for that one. Is that still on the air to get canceled yet? Oh no, no, no. Fuck it's still my father-in-law listens to that in his Mercedes Benz. <laughs> 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 so so anyway, this yeah, the uh the guys who are on it though, they're they're not nobodies. They are, you know, Frank Mir, the former heavyweight UFC champion, he was boxing a uh they get the guy was a cruiserweight champion boxer. So it's not, they're not all tomato cans, but they're all kind of like out of shape or like on the way down type thing. It is amazing that this guy, I mean, how pissed much other boxers be who are like, dude, I've been in this business for 20 years, slugging it out at the gym. And here comes this YouTube fucking twink. Not that he's a twink, but in a <laughs> legit boxer's eye, they, they think so. And he's making ten million, and he's had two fights, and he's fighting fucking goofballs, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it would be tough. To, it would be tough to swallow, but it's just like us when Dustin Diamond comes and headlines a club. Or well, I mean, yeah, or even worse, or even worse. It's like you know, the YouTube people were were like we were the first grounds that they assaulted. You know what I mean? Like, they, <laughs> yeah, they and everyone let us first. Yeah, yeah and now they're it. fucking taking over fighting. Like, how you know? Yeah, that's true. That is really true. They they came in, you know, it's it's one of those things like everyone was silent when they came in, fucked us. Yeah. <laughs> but but numbers dictate and that's eyeballs it. dictate. That's just it, man. Like dude, I mean, you know what? Some of these other fucking boxing dudes, you know, they're gonna take note, you know, for what your these game. guys are doing right. Up your game, be interesting. Like, look at Look at a guy, even MMA, like Dylan Donis, that guy is interesting. He knows how to get attention. He knows how to get eyeballs. His fights are going to be worth more money yeah. than a guy who is just humble. You know, if you're yeah. too humble, yeah. it's it sucks because like, yeah, you, you know, that is part of the, if you watch Karate right. Kid, being humble is part of the mantra, right? 
like it's like it's part no, of but, like but, yeah, but that was kind of you know that is kind of it you know you get like a lot of guys who are you know their focus is in the ring they're not out there running their mouths they let their fists do the talking you know yep but that's not you know what sells you know but not now not now and i feel right. like it's I, okay i feel like it's a, a big part of this has to do with the wwe attitude era and how that changed everything because remember wrestling has always been the trendsetter for all this stuff wrestling was the big event um if you look at before the attitude era it was always the hero versus the villain right it was always the baby face versus the heel and then the attitude era it became a shift over where the villain the heel became the person that everyone's cheering for so the person who is more interesting and dangerous and has the they're, they're getting the juice from the fans right if they're over from the fans because they're kind of let in on it well that's why why you see a guy like conor mcgregor come along and be the bad guy and blow shit out of the water he's taking a combination of whoever from wrestling like the rock or stone okay. cold and right. then crossing that with muhammad ali and because it's not sports entertainment it's actual like hand-to-hand combat right. that takes right. it to right. a whole other stratosphere and that's right. what's making the money fight so other people see this and they're trying to emulate that you see uh Kobe Covington, he's trying to be the villain. I mean, it's kind of like a watered-down version. It's like the mega version of that. Um, you know, uh, Chael Sonnen was the, the man at this. He was almost the innovator in UFC at that, at being the bad guy mouthpiece. And then Connor took it to the next level. But Chael was the guy who kind of innovated that in UFC because there wasn't a lot of guys that were on that same thing. It was, again, most people are – are kind of in that are in martial arts they're trained to be humble right right and so it's that that uh, entertainment factor that like switches in you need villains you need right. heroes and villains but this is all entertainment you know? this is something else oh i right. mean right listen this <laughs> this guy knows what he's doing jake paul yeah i think he's fun i like, listen i'm glad he i'm glad he won i guess ben Askren. Because it sets it up for a more fun fight. Ben Askren to me wasn't the like that fun of a fight. It was like interesting yeah. to see, but really he doesn't have the, Ben Askren didn't have the power in his hands. Ben Askren just it seems like I don't even know if he trained, dude. It seems like he got right up on the couch and was, he like, was let me go very this, happy. Let me go get this check for five hundred grand. No, it was five million. He, wait, Ben Askren got five million. I'm pretty sure it's five million. Oh, I thought he got a half a mil. Mm, I think it was. I think it was five. Whatever it is. We should check that out. We should check that out. So I saw someone tweet five million. I think I saw five million tweeted twice by two different people. Wow. It was big. Let's you know what? Fuck it. Let's look it up. I'm looking it up right now. I wouldn't be surprised either way. Yeah. Um, Jake Paul versus Ben Ask, how much will each make? Ben Askren, five hundred grand. Oh, 500 grand? I thought he won more. Maybe he won more because he took the fucking dive. That was a uh, fucking dive, Askren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a dive. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. That was, You know what? 
it, it connected flush, but it wasn't a knockout. That guy's been hit harder than that. Yeah. Let me, and then, yeah, I mean, he looked crazy unprepared and out of shape. And, you know, I feel like I could walk in there and put up just about the same fight, you know? Yeah. Like, listen, I, f- I feel like what's happening is this Jake Paul definitely is a skilled boxer. He has skills. He yeah. looks good. He knows what he's doing. He is not a punk. And people want him to be a punk so bad. But that's what's selling the fight. They know that they that people want him to be – they want him to lose. They, they are selling everything on the fact that people want Jake Paul to lose. But Jake Paul is actually pretty good. But they're not putting anyone well, from not. Jake Paul that right. can actually hurt him. Exactly. Exactly. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're not letting anybody else make their name off of beating Jake Paul. You know, it's all well, very calculated. It, like we're going to find Ben Askren for this fight. You know, no, Ben Askren doesn't have heavy hands. He's not a, he's not a heavy handed striker and uh, he's an, he's a wrestler. He's an amazing competitor. And like, like right. the people that were saying Ben Askren's going to, going to win, they're saying it's because, you know, he has this, this uh, pedigree as a competitor. You know, he's, right. he is like an NCAA wrestling champion. Like you don't just become that, but like, it's so different when you right. take away his number one skill. He's yeah. it's apples and oranges. Yeah. If you let that, if, you let that if, if that's an MMA fight, you know, it, it if probably, it's an MMA fight, yeah. It probably goes it's the same length of time. And before Jake Paul taps out, you know, 10 times out of 10, that's Askren, but that's the same thing about, and this is not even the same comparison really, but taking McGregor and putting him up against Mayweather McGregor's got hands. He's a good fight. He was actually an all right boxer, but he's going against the best boxer in the world. Right. You're going to fucking lose. And Jake Paul isn't even the best boxer in the world, but Ben Askren isn't even anywhere near Conor McGregor hand level, you know? Right. So you're taking, it's still the, the, if you are strategically, and specifically training in boxing and boxing only. And a guy has to come and do that. Who doesn't do that. You are at an advantage. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, these guys, you know, these guys, like I said, these guys are handpicked, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, he's, he's getting, and I, I hate to call Askren a tomato can. Right. But he's getting tomato cans put up in front of him and Askren acted like a tomato can because I felt like that was some Bruce Willis jump on the fu- jumping on Zed's bike and driving out of town. That type uh, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he must've been like, whatever, dude, I'm getting a half a million bucks. When is the did last time he, he got a half a million bucks? You know, did you see after the fight, him walking out of there smiling? Yeah. Nice. That makes everyone mad. Hey, eh? everyone. Oh, yeah. A lot of people were betting on him too. Yeah. Not me. Yep. Not me. <laughs> um, so do you think, did you notice, I don't know if you noticed, but um, what's the guy's name who does the announcing? Famous dude. Max. No. Which, which one? The guy, let's get ready to rumble. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michael Buffer. Michael Buffer. So Buffer mispronounces Askren's name. He calls him Askew. Oh, okay. Ask you. I didn't see that. Do you think that was an error on his part, or do you think that's what he was given? 
like almost as another shot at Ben Askren before because personally I think he's such a professional he doesn't make that mistake okay so yeah I don't know are, are you do you do you know the buffers do you know like much about them I mean I just know that he's the guy he's the voice you know there's two right right so that's Michael and then there's Bruce does the UFC and Michael does the boxing anyway I should know if you knew that but yeah maybe maybe he just got the he just didn't know his name as well because he's not in, he's not the one that does the UFC Bruce does the UFC, so he wouldn't. Bruce probably wouldn't fuck it up. I mean, these guys don't know any of these guys when they're getting they're they're getting the name, they're nailing the name, they're you know, yeah, they're pros. Yeah, he must he must have just been given like a. a I bet you he was given the wrong. wrong name, and it was just one more like slight, like one more little psychological <laughs> fucking fuck yeah, you. Who knows? Because eh? that press conference got kind of like. I mean, you see Askren push push him, give him the face palm, yeah. and then. Yeah. It was heated, right? That they knew what they were doing. They definitely sold that fight really well for what it ended up being. It was such a such a letdown. <laughs> yeah. What a what a bummer of a fight. Let's get to this. Uh, let's get to this episode here. Sure, sure. This one's good. This one's fun. Yeah, I mean, again. this was this is one of those episodes too where it's nice to like bring on people who um, comedians who you know I started out with. I I definitely have known these comics for a long time. And it was cool for me to know that I didn't realize that you knew yeah. both these comics pretty good. Right. From, yeah, from yeah, yeah. New York. Cause they moved down there. Mm-hmm. I just had to cross paths. Yeah. It's funny yeah. because I never would have taken Wells as a fighter at all because you know, I'm always, I'm always too busy making a scene in a fucking jackass of myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and Wells isn't like a big guy, right? Like no, he's no, no. And he, was pretty, and he was pretty reserved. Like, you know, he's, you know, doing some camera shit. You know, in my mind, I'm just always like these behind the scenes people are fucking nerds, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where did you meet them, though? We were shooting some awful like comedy sketch show. And those guys were like sort of working, you know, um, production on it. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, and those guys are all, you know, I love Tim. I think that you know, those guys probably came down with Tim, Tim Dorsch, Desiree's yeah. husband. I loved him. I think those if guys. If you're Canadian, Tim Dorsch is the Zamboni guy from the Mastercard commercials back in the day. Classic Canadian commercial. Wait, He's was he though? Yeah, he was. He was the Zamboni guy. There was like that song, I want to drive the Zamboni. Oh, yeah. Is like a Canadian classic commercial. But yeah, oh, Tim Dorsch was the Zamboni guy from that commercial. <laughs> and Tim Dorsch actually, you know, he was he's another guy I would never expect to be a fighter. We found um, out. We found yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. But he did say that he like worked in a homeless shelter and like watched, you know, people scrap to the death over calling somebody a goof. Oh, yeah. So so anyway, let's get into the episode. Yeah, fire it up. Desiree Lavoie dorsch and J. Wells Lecouillet. Yeah. I think I pronounced that right. <laughs> you went up with it. You did. You could tell you were unsure. You're just like... Well, Tyler, you want to launch it in? Start it up? No, you do it. You do it. Oh, welcome to Fight Stories. This is John Moses. <laughs> As always, my co-host Tyler Morrison, and we have got an episode lined up for you guys. 
uh, all the way from Canada, the very lovely Desiree Lavoie Dorsch. Did I say that right? Yeah, that's right. All right. And Jay Wells, I've never known you other than anything other than Wells, but he's got the Le Ecure. That's the French Canadian side of me there. But <laughs> nice. is that literally Wells translated for both Anglais yeah. and Francais? Le Cuyer, s'il vous plaît. <laughs> So cool, man. I, I, I'm pretty, uh, I think this is going to be a fun episode. <laughs> I forget who told me about your, like, uh, your vicious wild side, Desiree. It must have been Tyler. But I was, <laughs> I remember the first time I heard it, I laughed uncontrollably because you seem like such a mild-mannered person. <laughs> yeah. met you. You've always just been like a really nice, quiet person. I am a nice, quiet person. I don't, I'm actually deeply ashamed of that. <laughs> Okay, guest on, on our podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. I really wanted to talk to people. <laughs> it's been so long since we've been allowed out of our houses. Yeah, it's yeah. Like talk to people about my most humiliating moment, like it's anything. <laughs> also, the last time I was able to talk to anybody was at mom groups, and I can't talk to them about anything. <laughs> right, anything real. Yeah, they hate me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, kick their there's like some show about some moms and there's like this woman's always like barking off at these moms groups have you seen it? it's like a canadian show is it um is it working moms i think it might be that she's it like in some breastfeeding mom. group or something and like her and one other woman are always being extremely inappropriate yeah that's shot in toronto right mm-hmm. yeah yeah i haven't seen that i've seen the australian one but I was on a, like a mom chat room and uh-huh. they were going off about working moms. And for some reason that made me think I never wanted to see it. Just yeah. these women are just, I don't know why, but they're just, uh, they're just not that fun to talk to. Yeah. I think that appeals to people who think that they're like those types of people, but they're absolutely not those people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like they don't yeah, realize they they're like, okay. sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I think they think it's going to be like a, a group of all their friends. Like, oh, I get to talk with all these like-minded people about something. Right. And then you realize it's a bunch of fucking strangers and their weird ways of doing things. Yeah, and it doesn't take long for politics to burst out. Yeah. yeah. And the judgment. <laughs> Me judging. I'm not in a mom's group, obviously, but with the, with the baby, <laughs> everyone just wants to talk. I should catfish in a mom's group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh boy. All right. And 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 Jay, I was I was surprised that you had so many fight stories too. Yeah, it's uh I mean not it's a very Canadian, it's kind of similar it's a very to Canadian this, episode, but... like a very Canadian heritage moment. Yeah. Like, like just we're nice so just nice precious and polite, but like stories. fucking yeah, like don't I don't know, it is it's a very I met Des when we were nineteen and like the first fight story we have together was like that first year we met and it well, we met in class at like that Humber School of Comedy with a billion other comedians in Toronto. And uh, I was there. I had that same thought about Des, like just the quietest, most unassuming person. But we started hanging out and I saw like that, uh, that really fun side of her. And yeah, this like, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And I think, yeah, a lot of people thought that about me too, because I've always been pretty small and like, not quiet. I was kind of a psycho back then, but not out for blood or anything just if somebody fucked around I, I really couldn't let them get away with anything 
Do you attribute that to alcohol? Like, was that, was alcohol a big? Uh, it was like a, a big instigator. Uh, I mean, the therapeutic side of things uh, right. would be early on. My dad being an angry fuck, right. and uh, you know. So you're close. That, yeah, and then like my mom was like, you know, uh, sweep it all under the rug. Don't talk about anything. So I was just so much anger and like uh, like the classic beast out of the cage when I went out to Humber at like 18 and met everybody it was like I finally the shackles were free and the parents were hours away and I just whatever if it was fighting or you know trying to get laid or any kind of insane story my MO was just like hospital or jail or banging some girl in some weird place but it was like (laughs) like her bum (laughs) (laughs) was that sorry (laughs) depends where you are um, <laughs> damn. So when was like, so when was like the first time? Was Humber like the first time you've ever been in a fight, or no? No, I was in a lot of hockey fights in high school. I grew up in uh, Welland, Ontario, with like, like um, that's pretty nutty hockey town. There's a lot of NHLers that came out of there, and I mean, I was in house league, but there were times where I made like a single A team or an all star team, and you travel to, you know, other towns and start seeing like my talent was nowhere near some of the other kids, but right. there were times where I'd like run into guys that were way bigger than me. And I'd realize like, I don't know if I was stronger on my skates or whatever it was that I was knocking guys over that were bigger than me. And I stopped being afraid of physical confrontations like that. Right, so right, I just started right. like, that became part like as so many hockey stories, like, my way of contributing to the team was fucking somebody up if they touched anyone on my team with actual skill. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking fascinating. They're pretty nutty ones, like full out, like buckets off, like knocked. Yeah. I was knocked out cold, or I knocked someone out cold. Like wow, bent during brawls. It was like in Grimsby, Ontario, or wherever the fuck we were. And like, and my dad loved it. That was like really the only. He was like the coach or the assistant coach. And, like, I just saw praise from it early on. <laughs> and, like, uh, when I got up to Humber, and I'd never really been in, a, like, an actual street fight at all until I got up to Toronto. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what happened there. I think I just got into one, and I kicked the guy's ass and got that, like, 18-year-old fucking invincible feeling. Right, right, felt. right. Yes. <laughs> and it was – I was never out for, like – there was never a thing. I'm going to get into a fight tonight. It was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to drink 25 beers and see what happens. <laughs> well, that was, yeah. Like that, I yeah. would finish a bottle with Dylan Gott and like Dez and Dez's husband, Tim Dorsch and Gary Jameson. And like, there was a huge crew of us at Humber that, yeah, I would just finish a bottle of whiskey before going to the bar and then rack up a pretty sweet tab. Cause I was just like learning my limits and trying as hard as I could to drink as much as like train myself to drink as right. much as I could. And then um, something would happen. I don't know. We were all these like nerdy comedian kids that would be loud and obnoxious and, you know, funny to ourselves at bars, but someone, I don't know, would take offense to it or bully. Like there was clear bullying in like clubs and bars in Toronto that I just had no part of. And I would actively like, I don't know, go towards it and try to kick the shit out of anyone that, uh, I don't know. Fucked with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, 
Wasn't the first time I met you guys on that uh, the laughing set, and I like farted in somebody's face. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I was gonna kick your fucking ass. <laughs> but I was in New York, and I was afraid of everything. And you're much bigger, and your hands oh, are man, I was so face. lucky you were so far out of your comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, I was a fish out of water, and no, everyone laughed a lot, and I was like, oh yeah, that was pretty funny. But your anus was right here, like. You got up on a chair. I think it was like an improv moment where you were obviously trying to be very funny on camera and had to fart at the same time. So I couldn't call you for that. Yeah. <laughs> it was a classic moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. So you win like the first one and then you, you know, you start getting a little bit of liquid courage, but like, so like, how were you sizing guys up? Like, when, were you like, all right, this guy's too big? Or were you like, oh, the bigger the better because it'll look bigger the better. so much better if I beat the show? Were you there the one night, like, what was that, sorry? Or is that not even really a consideration? It's just... No, it was whoever the fuck was in front of me that, like, I just never got, like, other than this, like, I want to, like, I got 29 stitches in my face from a whiskey bottle. Um, 29? That's later, good- like, years later. But, but before then, I was... I'd never really been hurt ever. And I'd broken a lot of bones on like, you know, BMX and skateboarding and pain really like I used to do that stupid jackass type shit in high school and right. you know, jump off roofs and so I, you had a pretty high pressure I could take Yeah, I could take like fucking there's been scraps where I'd taken way too many punches in the face and like just actively try to stay awake and aware because I've seen scraps where a guy goes down and someone keeps kicking or hitting like those really scary like there's no you know ufc ref there to call it so somebody can get really fucked up so i would whether i was getting hit what's up i was just gonna say like if you go down there's it's not even the guy that you're fighting you got to be worried about it's like the guy who's getting on the on the sidelines that wants to throw that extra kick right who who feel like he's missing out yeah, I've been in uh, like several of those where there's like 20 guys involved and you really have no idea who's like your friends are beside you, but you hit get a punch from some random angle that you look around like, I don't know, it's just sort of a stay awake, stay aware and yeah. swing in and whoever the fuck is in front of me is going to get it. And I would hit like, I don't know, I don't really have like a beefy like knockout punch it was very machine gun no technique no like just like these (laughs) tiny little hands like I really just it was all like I gotta keep it was like I don't know I called it like punching a clock you just like sign in for work and you just go until they stop or they're out because then they can't hurt you at all rock'em sock'em robot style you're just you're playing the speed merchant game and uh yeah and i had the energy to do it the speed and energy of like a fucking 20 year old my last scrap was probably 26 i'd say like eight years ago but that span of like 16 to 26 was like probably 30 plus like real real tilts and a couple with desiree (laughs) (laughs) a couple oh oh that's right. Mm-hmm. making it sound like it was only one and it didn't really happen. <laughs> no, this one was... Well, the other one didn't happen either. I mean, it didn't... Ha- I didn't do anything in that one except for, Which like, saying uh, the first one. I didn't do anything in one either. With the gun? Actually. Yeah. 
Oh, no, that guns. ones were my hero. Was this an improv prop or was this an actual gun? No, it was a real fucking gun at Kipling and Lakeshore uh, by Humber. We were like, I kind of want to get into this one because I want Desiree to, uh, do you remember that one, Des? Yeah, I do remember that one. I remember <laughs> it was like two kind of Exco wearing guys. Um, and yeah. uh, Right out of the, that like real Slim Shady video, those M.O. Yeah. wannabe like bleach blonde hair. Yeah, I like my size, like nothing big or scary at all. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. they um they were really. I remember that they were very offended that you were being mean to their neighborhood's mailbox. Um, yeah, I was ripping people's mailboxes out of like I. This oh, class so, of, like, so you were being the asshole. <laughs> I was well, this one, yeah, but yeah. I didn't like. The goal was never to start a fight. I, I had my headphones in, like listening to like this crazy death metal. Uh, I'm a huge metal fan. Blackout drunk coming home from uh all you can eat wings night with Desiree and a billion other of our friends. Yeah. Dylan Gott was there and like uh Garrett and Tim and just a bunch of comedy friends and we it was like you know whatever, two, three in the morning. And I, I all this fucking shit head rage in me as a child, I would just like pick up people's, you know, garbage pails and throw them into the street and like walk on cars and like kick people like I was just a savage fucking child idiot and I was like going up to every house and like I don't know what whatever the fucking creative rage mind is like rip people's mailboxes off their front porch and like creative rage mind is a good way to put it because there have been moments where I've been so rageful and like but also creative yeah and that's all you know like if you're gonna go for it why not go at halloween for no reason it's just like why are you fucking doing that you little dickhead you know oh i would pit me and like on the same i might have been even the same night on the way to the bar uh those row of houses at like kipling and lakeshore in etobicoke and there's like basement apartments where people have like a window that's along the ground and i saw it it was open and i looked in and it was like someone's bed and i pissed all over it like I just like pissed through this guy's window or whoever it was onto the yeah I lived in that neighborhood bed. you didn't do that to me did you <laughs> God, I really hope not 405 Kipling <laughs> something like that yeah it was right at yeah we were on 13th street me and Des. <laughs> but then on the way back so I'm, I'm hammered as fuck and just ripping mailboxes out of the walls or people's houses and I didn't know this because I had my headphones in and flaring metal. But also all I, all that happens was a huge push from behind and like I fall and I'm like, what the fuck? And I get up and I look and it's what Des described. This is two like Eminem wannabe kids just going, yo, you fucking with my hood? What are you fucking with my hood? So I just like hate <laughs> my so earbuds. Wrong, but somehow they're so much more hateable still. Like even though. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. I'm like, right I, like, fuck your, like. Yeah, like, yeah. yo, you, the, and because they were across the street, what people told me later were like, these guys were just across the street doing whatever, and they saw me fucking with people's mailboxes, and they were, they was like, they were taking a stand for their neighborhood, like, yo, what yeah. the f-? And so he cr- came across the street, pushed me from behind. All I did was I turned around, take my earphone out, and he goes, yo, you fucking with my hood? And I just decked him as hard as I could. <laughs> just like, he goes down like one punch, and I'm, like his buddy jumps on me and then well, that was good. Guy, okay. he, he gets up and there's two guys like 
kind of rolling around with me. They got me down and there was two guys and there's a circle of all these comedians around me. And what I loved about Desiree and what surprised me more that she like was the one of all the people around me that jumped in as my second man. And so that, that's always. So what happened with that Desiree? Did you, did did you exchange any blows? No, I I think I just kind of touched his shoulder. And then uh, all I remember after that was they had the gun. And then it was like, oh, of all the times to try to be like an active participant. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was thinking too, like before that happened, I was thinking like maybe like days or weeks before. Because so many of these fights happen all the time. Yeah. It was always like people like, you know, somebody getting like pushed around and then somebody getting hurt and then I was like I always just sit there and I never help and I never <laughs> and yeah, I, I love you so much and I'm not that's like that's like me cleaning up after dinner <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just feel then, the duty you feel a call a call of duty that's it that's it yeah yeah you have to you have to take your turn and then so I thought next time something happens I'll make a point to like, you know, I, I won't just sit on the sidelines and be like lazy about it. <laughs> no passengers, bud. No fucking passengers. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's 20 comedians standing out. I know. I know. Yeah, they were always like circle around us, like, what's happening? Garrett's howling at the moon. Garrett was there. Yeah, Garrett's, man, me and Garrett have gotten to some real ones, and he's. Garrett's pretty good couple too, huh? Oh yeah, um, so but this one, the gun, like I don't know where I'm just like, I'm kicking this guy's ass and his buddy's like, God is like, he's on my back trying to drag me off his buddy. And then he's off me and I just hear like, you want to get capped? You want to get capped? And I just thought yeah. that was a line. Like I was like 19 or something. and was just like, yeah, okay, buddy. Like you Eminem want to be kids. Like you just hear, you want to get capped. You don't think to fucking get up and <laughs> react to a gun. And out of nowhere, he pulled out a like an actual gun. And he put it to Dylan Gott's stomach randomly, who was like right there. I think he was trying to break people up. And our buddy RJ was in our class. He put it like right to our faces. I was just like, okay, okay. Like so, like I go from punching his buddy, you know, a billion times, uh, seeing a gun and getting it kind of put to my stomach. And I was just like, sorry, 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 sorry. Didn't didn't mean it. So sorry. Like, and we all just kind of froze like hands up obviously and then they just sort of like yeah that's right that's right like you know aiming at a like side and as they kind of ran away though so i don't know who knows if it was real or not it felt it it looked and felt pretty real yeah Yeah. (laughs) so so what happened so you but but then so what did you do you grabbed the guy who was on his back and then that's when the gun came out like what did you do exactly I guess so. I think that whatever I did wasn't very effective. I think I did like grab him and try and pull him off. And then probably rolling around in there. It felt like a Tasmanian devil type. Like, I don't know. Who knows what happens in those? Like you just feel. Yeah. It probably just was a heavy backpack type move on him. (laughs) And that was the extent of it. And then probably somebody, I don't know, I'd assume that probably somebody pulled me off and was like, why are you being so stupid? You're like a five foot girl, go away. Um, was, he, was it Tim? <laughs> Is that when you guys fell in love? It was like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that he didn't like 
I'm sure that he wasn't into that. Right. <laughs> doing, yeah. Right. Um, but so what about what about what about uh, your husband? Has he been in a couple of scrapes? Yeah, he has. Um, I'm trying to think of any specific ones. Because um, I know he told me a story time. about like a homeless guy calling another homeless guy a goof, and then the other homeless guy stabbed him, and he was just kind of there like witnessing it. So I feel well, like he's another guy who's he's. Wow. unassumingly accustomed to it um yeah what's your what was the one that you were thinking of because i can't think off the top of my head of any one in new york uh like we we're at katz's deli at like 3 a.m and me and tim have kind of you know we've known each other since we were like 19 and yeah uh you know i've always had this kind of brotherly like we've gone at it like shake hands you know whatever happens we're still friends after this and like actually thrown punches at each other and um you know one time like we were in we lived together all of us in one big house for like two months because we got evicted in no time but like um yeah i got him down i was doing the like such a douchey like stop hitting yourself type thing with his own hands and he like bit my chest when we were i think we were like 20 but he left this like i don't know why he just reached up like his hands he couldn't do anything so he just like reached up with his mouth and bit my chest as hard as he could it was bleeding like i had this chomp mark the bruise was like so big and it hurt so bad but the real one was in new york it was like katz's deli at like 3 a.m where we were just sick of each other and we're like fuck you no fuck you and we kind of squared off and before i could even say anything he punched me in the nose so hard and like i have this picture where my nose like from the next day i texted it to him and i'm like look what you fucking did like he like it was twice as fat and it had this cut along the bridge like i'm like you like i think i didn't ever got it tested or anything i've definitely had my nose broken a few times but like yeah that i don't know that, if it the, was. Cut, the cut always makes me feel like that's a break you know uh, the swelling for me it was just i couldn't breathe out of it and it was like this fucking fat but our friend do you guys know Dwayne hill at all he was like a canadian uh, uh voice guy but he played uh coach car and mean girls for all of your late 20s early 30s uh no 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 my wife fans that are barely watching he's a big man he's like six five and like three something but he's like breaking us up he he thought it was real and it kind of was like i was swinging at him and i connected a couple times but he got me that one in the nose but like you know those your friends your friends what are you doing and broke us up (laughs) later i had to tell him what was that that's very Dwayne of him Say, yeah, your friendship, guys, <laughs> your friends. Yeah, <laughs> I can't picture Tim Dorsch getting in a fight, he's too nice of a guy. He's been yeah. a lot in um, in high school, he went to a rough high school. Okay, yeah, I just yeah. I never even would have pegged him for that type of uh, you know, temperament. Yeah, he oh, this one yeah. time, yeah, but that's any, but that's any, you guys, <laughs> you're all very unassuming that way, you know. Must be the Canadian. We were at this keg party. Um, Des, were you at D Rock's keg party when we got into that huge fight? And Tim, yes, like, I was. Yeah, that was so that's this big guy. Who, stories, actually, okay. Well, I got that, you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're at this keg party in uh, Port Credit, Mississauga. Our buddy uh, D Rock was in that Humber class with us, and um, uh, Hunter Hunter Collins's band. They were playing Preposterous in the basement, and. Uh, I was rocking out with the band like I was like screaming like metal songs and stuff and I didn't know this at the time but later D-Rock our friend would went up to me and was like this guy Curtis 
this huge fucking ape of a dude who like I later found all this out he would just like ruin their lives in high school he was like literally like the high school bully that would uh and like I think three four years older than us or something but would just like ruin their day in high school for like years and he was he crashed the party right now (laughs) what's up we need Curtis to call in right now. Just like, yeah. This becomes, this, this is your life? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> a cheap shot. Yeah. And then, he, so he had this, like, pink polo shirt on. Like, a cla- like it was a, he was a very, like, uh, Jersey Shore type fucker. Classic bully. Yeah, like, open polo shirt, pop collar, pink fucking, like, Ralph Lauren polo shirt. And, like, head taller than me. Such a big fucking man. But, like. I didn't know this at all when I was singing on the, on the mic with the Hunter, he was going to D-Rock like, who's this fucking guy singing? He's fucking annoying about me. And I didn't, he's like, oh, he's just my friend Wells. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So he's just like eyeing me all night. I had no idea. So I'm just up by the keg getting beer, obviously. And he like, he goes, yo, buddy. He comes up to me. He's like, you want to play shot for shot? And I was like, no, like who, hey man, who are you? Like, I've never seen you before in my life. And he's like, come on, don't be a fucking pussy. And he just punched me in the shoulder as hard as he could. And I was like, uh, for fuck off. Like, don't, don't fucking touch me. Fuck you. And he's like, come on, stop being a little bitch. And he like punched me again in the shoulder. And I'm fuck, And it hurts so bad. Like my arm just like went numb down to the arm, like hand. And, and I was like, don't fucking like, like just getting so bombed. Like probably drinking since like 11 a.m. that day. And like, like I wanted to hit him so bad but he's so much bigger than me and I was like like don't fucking touch me he does it a third fucking time and he's like come on and he like you know puts his arm up like he break he like exposes it for me and I'm like all right all right so I like put my drink down and I cock my fist and just like took a running start like two three steps and as hard as I could punch him so fucking hard in the jaw like as hard as I could ever muster up and he just sort of like turns and like just looks down at me like I kissed him on the fucking cheek oh, and no. I'm like oh, no! fuck and then he like so he just grabs for me and then like I mentioned earlier I'm just like well I'm in this now and I just start going into like rock and soccer mode just <laughs> punching him as hard as I could like as many times as I could I pushed him into this table and I had him kind of like over this table and his buddies are on me and Tim Dorsch and like other comic friends are on me. And I didn't know, but they told me later where like Dorsch had this like um, uh, porcelain candle holder thing, like well, all holding hands. It. And it was like, yeah. heavy. it was like stone. And he was going to swing at Curtis guy's face. And it must, it fucking weighed like 30 pounds of like stone. And D-Rock like stopped him and was just like, no, no, like don't, like, you know, he was trying to break it up. But Tim, I think it was like this huge tussle right around this like 12 set of stairs on this back deck. I'm just swinging away. I'm getting punched from like the side and the back of the head. Like his friends were, you know, it was a big melee or whatever. Oh, and then, they, like, they didn't like D-Rock or uh, fucking Curtis take it on himself, huh? And everyone kind of just jumped in. I think like my friends came in, their yeah. friends. And then, but we're by a huge stairs. So I'm tumbling down the stairs with uh, some guy and I'm swinging like while we're like falling down the stairs and we get to the bottom of the stairs and I start hitting this person and all I hear is like, Wells, it's me, it's me. And I'm like, who the fuck is me? And like, I'm just swinging. And he's like, Tim, it's Tim, it's Tim, stop. And he's like, I was just, I, 
he yeah. pulled me away off of this guy to stop, but then we start we fell down the stairs together and uh Yeah, you're just yeah, throwing blind. Oh, it's so funny. But the then last... on the way out, this guy, so they they push me back against the wall while Curtis leaves. And as I'm down at the bottom of the stairs, he's coming down the stairs with his friends. But as he passes me, I saw such a fucking clean opening, like through faces, where I just like hammered him again as hard as I could <laughs> in the side of the face. Like just could I just hated that he was still walking and yeah. like not that hurt. Like it <laughs> fucking angered me because he punched my friend Phil Moorhead, another great comedian oh, uh, in Phil. Toronto. Um, he broke his nose. He split his nose like a fucking cherry, and I was so angry about that and I was angry that like I got stopped or whatever and I hit him again and we just started scrapping again before everyone you know but then I heard later that our buddy Keith Pedro was there with his friends and he was like one of his friends had a you know a gun in the car and was just like I'm gonna go get it or whatever and I was like no let's not let it like the guy's gone that was just a good right. scrap because right. well, everyone was like yeah, it was just like, hey, we all came out of it. Like one buddy got his nose broken, and we tumbled down the stairs. But I kind of came out of it pretty, uh, not very hurt at all, which was great. Yeah. And nice. then later, like all those guys would message me, like, dude, you have no like that was our high school bully, like a guy that like ruined our life for years. Right, 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 right. The fact that you even broke face. even with them is like it might give Curtis pause while before he picks up another motherfucker. You know, that's great. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's cool. <laughs> the last two fights I got in were at a preposterous concert, so I think they got. Uh, they're they, not, they, get people, eh? they used to get people riled up. They're good. They do the super soaker with whiskey in it, and oh, yeah. like, man, they would fill super soakers with whiskey and pump it up and just shoot me in the face with it, and it would just go all in my eyes and nose and like. Yeah. <laughs> front row, front row at their album release party. You're probably standing right beside me, and Barry Taylor. We all got hit right in the face. <laughs> yeah yeah at a whiskey what was it uh sneaky d's something like yeah. that yeah sneaky d's. Yeah. <laughs> great times <laughs> so what about this what about this warp tour fight with uh with you desiree what happened with that uh well that i think part of that was just like we were so hyped up in the morning and i remember when we got there like i like <laughs> with it being a festival and everything, O'Gorman was telling us like, this isn't like a regular comedy show. It's not a comedy show. It's a battle. It's a war zone. Like you're not here to entertain. You're here to survive and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was in that mindset. And then um, it was so awkward too, the way they had it set up because they had the stage. And then in front of it, there was a bunch of young kids like maybe 12 or 13. And then so you're like, okay, well, oh man, please tell me you fucked up a kid. Was <laughs> it um, a comedy tent, like a like a side stage at work? It was an Arrow Hall. It was a fucking airplane hangar. Like, okay, like, yeah. Uh, I saw Rock the Bells in that same like. It was Warp Tour. It was fucking like thousands of kids, and they were all just scattered, like on picnic tables, because they put us like what Desiree was saying. There was two sections. There was the nineteen and over section, and then there was the you know all ages section. And they mm -hmm. thought like, oh, comedy, we'll put them in there. And we were all like, oh, it's Warped Tour. Like, I remember Warped Tour in fucking 0304, you know, was nuts. And now it's kind of like really commercialized and, you know, kidding. Right, now you guys are fucking babysitting. Like, yeah. Yeah, and they didn't, whoever booked us, like, was, it was, Des was doing 
complete like such filthy shit me and Aton had that group Rick and Chuck this like mm-hmm. violent rap group that it was a joke but it was like the most horrifying language and but we got booked on it and we're like here here's your venue we looked at it like what could have been you know a bunch of kids were gathering and um we did the sound check it was me and Aton were the only ones that needed a sound check everyone else was just doing stand-up so we did 30 seconds of our song and it's just like fucking violent like rape rap like necro or like you know uh it was really horrifying and then so we didn't know but yeah and you no know said anything then during the sound check like yeah i guess they were saying things about audio quality and so on but nothing about audio content nothing at all yeah, exactly it. yeah because the the lady like you know the booker that was pissed off had no idea comedy was happening in this you know area or what kind of content i think she just kind of walked by and saw us do horrifying shit right in front of children sort of like yeah like looking on like oh this could be an issue but we got there was three bookers we found we found out all this later that barry taylor got us all booked on this show at warp tour through comedy records and we were like oh this is fucking awesome like comedy at warp tour through just one booker but there's two other bookers what's up it sounded like like a cool gig yeah yeah i remember when it was happening i was like oh that's that's awesome like it's just it's a cool thing right i'm a scene kid i was like in a metal band in high school and like i love i went to warp tour and loved like that day before any of this happened we had the all access pass i was seeing like august burns red a case like uh yellow wolf was there and i got to like uh hang out with yellow wolf and like do kickflips on his uh like uh skateboard and that was so much fun. I was like, oh man, I can't wait to just fucking tear this place apart. Like, and you're <laughs> such a tease that you get to do this 30 second little like, hey, you know, and I saw, I noticed like while we were doing the sound check, all the kids started gathering towards the stage and I'm like, oh, but we were headlining and all the like standups were going to go before us. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be fucking insane. Like, I'm so yeah. like, if they were losing it for this 30 second little thing, we're going to do like two or three songs. I'm going to light this place up. You're probably thinking so you're going to get a deal. Watching. You guys are about to be famous. Yeah, I'm chatting with Yellow Wolf. I gave him my fucking demo, like this two-song rap demo that we had. And like, I'm like, this is the best day of my life. It's Warped Tour. And like, and so the, the booker that booked us, you know, was just sort of like set it and forget it. Like, okay, here's your stage. Thanks. Peace out. And right, the other right. booker who had no idea we were there was the one that was eyeing, eyeing us, going like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so I think... Des, like we were we were all amped up and you had like just the filthiest fucking set ever like yeah and well just... it was weird progression too because it was matt o'brien first and he he was very like uh acceptable in his level of yeah. filthiness like he he was like a bit like racy or whatever but nothing nothing bad and then, then it was garrett after and then it was me so i was like also that feeling of like that i have to keep up with garrett um yeah it was a dirtiness so he did his and then i was in the middle of mine and then so there were all the kids in front but then there was the beer tent further like not the beer tent but the beer garden like beyond the kids so i was trying to kind of get to them and sort of talk over the kids and hope they would get bored and go away (laughs) um (laughs) and they were annoyed and disgusted with me but not bored um i guess or like they didn't have anywhere else to go um and then so i was in the middle of the set and I think I was telling my science joke 
um, that ends <laughs> as a dick joke, which I'm proud of still. Um, Come in your blood and blood in your cum? No. Uh, <laughs> that's what I remember. No, no. I remember as a summing like. That's right. Yeah, that, that I had just been saying there's got to be common if you, I don't know. Anyway, I, but the punchline was um, about how much cum you must have in your bloodstream. And then the one booker who didn't identify herself as a booker or any official or anything uh, just walked up and said, do you think that's appropriate for children? Like, like on not stage. Like she, yeah. 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 And she's got tats, like full sleeves and like a fucking whatever Ramones shirt. like. The most punk rock just, person. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. She yeah. was a really punk 40-year-old. Um, yeah. So she, yeah, she was, like, right on the stage, and I just thought she was some, like, regular kind of... Person, like, right, accosting you. Yeah, 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 just somebody, like, because she was so right up in my face, and that's not what a regular heckler does. So right. So on guard, too, um, to, to just, like, this person's really got to be unpredictable if they're coming all the way up here. Um and like maybe I don't know, just she seemed pretty nuts. And then so I was like, no, 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 or I don't know what I said. And then so she was like, you have to shut up, you have to shut up right now. And then I think I went like, to put my arm on her shoulder, and say, like, hey, relax, relax. Um, because I still had to like put on airs and pretend that I wasn't scared, right? And embarrassed. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're still trying to get, you're still trying to exit gracefully. You know. yeah, yeah yeah and like I thought like maybe this is just a like my set's done at that point but like maybe I can kind of save face and like you know work this out and then call up the host again um but then I think it's when I put my arm on her shoulder and she said get your hands off me and for some reason that was so infuriating to hear that when you're already like full of adrenaline yeah and yeah. then I think I started going after her then but I was in kind of a blind rage, so I don't remember that much. And I don't think I even you got in a full headlock. Like you, like, I remember, like, I'm watching, I'm backstage. I think it was, like, going to be, like, you, then O'Gorman, then us. So I'm backstage just watching. And, like, you, I, I remember, oh, you got, you know, <laughs> come in your blood. You must suck a lot of fucking dicks, bud. And then this lady came up, and then all of a sudden you had her in a fucking headlock, like a full out, like, you were like <laughs> trying to like kind of toss her and uh it's it, it started it's like, as see it, like oh, listen okay. to you explain it like there are still moments where you're being rational you're like well these are my bits i had to amp it up but then to see like, <laughs> just to see somebody watch it it's like you're like the former side of things then you just grab somebody yeah. in the head like, like ah! yeah. she's like okay <laughs> like, that's enough you seem like enough. a fucking maniac in that moment you know the internal is malaligned with the external Right, that's right. <laughs> that's right. It equals yeah. a state of unhappiness in life. Um, and then it was all the like, a whole take, lot you know, that. she she had a bunch of guard, like a uh, tech guys. She was just like, shut it down, shut it. Like they literally started get a team of dudes, and they would like they were tearing down the speakers. They were you know <laughs> getting the mic off stage. They were tearing down the, even the stage itself, like it taking it apart. Like this is over. You're done. And right. Barry was like, what the fuck's happening? Like, what? Like, we're, like, she's like, do you think that kind of language is acceptable? For, like, look, there's 11-year-old children here. And we're like, we didn't fucking hop a fence and start, like, cussing at kids. Like, yeah, we're booked and on this show. And right. no one vetted our shit whatsoever. It was like, come do your set. Okay. And cool. I remember you were in, like, kind of detained. or Like, you were in some office or something. Yeah, uh, they separated made me from us. 
they made me sit on a chair by a tent and they <laughs> brought a, <laughs> they made me sit and be quiet and, uh, <laughs> and they brought a, a cop over and she was yeah. trying to make me charged with assault and then I remember I felt really dumb because she said she was like talking and saying you're gonna get charged with assault like how dare you the cops are coming for you you're going to jail and all that stuff <laughs> and then I was still like I guess just in that headspace and I said oh what you're gonna charge me for assault because I hurt your feelings and she said, no, it's because you laid hands on me in front of a thousand people. <laughs> like, oh, right. The pride was hurt, too. Not just that you laid hands on me uh, in front of a thousand people. And they all saw me get laid, <laughs> hands laid on me. Who, who broke it up? Was it security just came running in? or? I think I remember. Well, Gorman was trying to get me to just quit. Uh, I think just wanted like, to go out next. for the best. <laughs> we wanted to go on still. Yeah, I think like I remember you kind of getting like not carried off, but like escorted off stage by a couple of like roadies, yeah, or security or whatever they were, just guys in black shirts, and O'Gorman trying to talk and Barry trying to talk to that lady who we then found out was a fucking booker. <laughs> just thought she was a psycho, and then you know, so Barry's trying to calm her down, and we're thinking like we could keep the show going. Okay, cool. The cum in the blood stuff is done. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, rape rap. Uh. <laughs> I just was so like, I was already like, we had these little like, Catholic if you talk about uniforms. them separately, is that so cool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can I go up though? Like everyone's watching, like, what, like, can I do my thing, please? Like, yeah, right, right. It was such a tease, man. I was like fucking, you know, 14 year old kid at Warped Tour wanting you know, like so close to living your dream, and then Desiree snatched it yeah, out. Of and I got this thirty seconds of a, the story. So better than the like, moment, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And then yeah, that's what everyone was just like, "Hey, dude, like you got kicked off of Warp Tour." Like that's. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that sounds good, but I'd. Re oh man, it would have been real nice. <laughs> it's pretty rock and roll though. <laughs> Perform. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Like, I think it got really petty and stupid too because. During the like trying to talk to her before I got escorted out, there was something, some conversation back and forth about like, like this is a punk environment, which is also just in and of itself so lame. This is a punk um, environment. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you, Sully? Yeah. Here it's very punk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> very you see this um, tattoo here with the sad yeah. thing? There will be no yeah. anarchy in this punk environment. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It was 2011 punk, boys. So, you know, 2011 punk, that's vegan and, yeah, straight edge and just fuck the government, but love everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was largely centered around, um, uh, what's that store? I don't know. I started that joke and then I realized I didn't remember what mall punk West store 49. was. West 49? Yeah, it was very West 49 and Hot Topic. It was Hot Topic. Hot Topic, right. yeah. And that's why I looked around and I was like, fuck, I don't remember. Like, we all were amped because it was Warped Tour. Let's do the most fucked up shit we can. I saw, like, an hour before we were on, Acacia Strain is this, like, deathcore band. It's fucking nuts. Like, I was in that mosh pit. These guys, they scream the most insane death metal ever. And, like, I was like, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to fuck this place up. This is Warped Tour. And then you look out at, like, a pizza pizza and moms and their 10-year-old kids 
you know yeah, yeah. And i'm like why are we here like why did you put us in this fucking this specific if we were like 30 feet over in the other fucking allotted area right all the 19 plus kids would have lost their fucking minds that would have been great well, because it's because it's like you know somebody thinks oh comedy and doesn't realize that there's different genres within comedy just like there is music right then it's like oh here's this thing comedy like oh those people yeah. over there those old people would like music like they don't yeah. like associate any type of like you know type or delineation or what's you know yeah like you said. yeah so, so what about um, what about timothy have you seen timothy getting into any uh into any fights Desiree? like just we're just like the two of you and he was defending your honor or anything um recently that hasn't had to happen but i know that like when he was in middle school like when he was establishing his dominance over his bad <laughs> school um he a kid knocked some books out of his hands and he broke the kid's nose i think he headbutted him in the face <laughs> oh and, and a great headbutt that's early yeah yeah i think he got a lot of it out early so he didn't have to do too much later Right, he just saved it for Jay when when when, those, when they had their spats. Yeah, yeah. Passing the torch, yeah. And then uh, another time, it's. I think this is probably the coolest thing ever, and probably part of what <laughs> made me fall in love with him, too, is uh, another time in um, middle school, a kid punched him in the face, just trying to like show off, and then so he was like, "All right." I'll bide my time. And then so he like hung around in the yard and just let the blood fill up in his mouth. And we're probably doing that for like five or 10 minutes and then just walked away from the fight and then walked back and spat all the blood in the guy's face. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best Wait, was he telling you this story? Did you see it? No, I didn't see it, but. Oh, but I was gonna say, have you guys been together since the eighth grade? This is, <laughs> this is <laughs> weird. Yeah. <laughs> They're just beautiful stories that I've heard. Oh, oh that's nice. That's yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah so were you and Tim at the what? At that McDonald's uh, when me and Garrett like? Yeah, uh, we were. We were talking about that the other day. Yeah, that oh, one so was like. Tell, a, us, tell us. Tell us from your perspective, Desiree. What happened there? <laughs> um. Well, in that one, it was late at night in the McDonald's that's at um, Queen and Spadina, across from the Weechi. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's King, a lot of scum out there. Oh, King, yeah. King um, Bathurst, brah. Yeah, King of Bathurst. And then I think there was a kid, like a I don't know, like eighteen or nineteen year old kid getting fries. And then there was a just like club guy behind him. And I think that like eighteen year old was like a little chubby guy. And then the club guy was like, "Hey, fatty, hey, fatty, are you gonna eat those fries, fatty?" Uh -huh. And just yeah. for no reason. And then Jane Gare were like. That was the third infraction, by the way. That was oh, like, that first? was the, that was like later in the, we were eating a bunch of uh, obviously just sloppy drunk 3 a.m. McDonald's. And this guy comes in like fresh out of the clubbing district from like that King Street, you know, Toronto. Oh, yeah. And vests. He had this like one of those vests on and the, you know, a popped collar, obviously. I didn't know he had era. a vest. Yeah, he had a fucking vest. That's a person practice. <laughs> Strike one. Um, <laughs> Second infraction well, coming up. Yeah. There was this like precious little girl behind the counter, like a you know sixteen-year-old fucking uh, brown girl behind the counter that was working a midnight shift at King right. Bathurst. Like, right. Her parents were probably dead set against it. You know. 
Yeah, and he just right away, he pushes his way through to the front of the line, like, literally, like, elbowing people out of the way. And we're already eating, so I'm just, like, watching this fucking, he just goes, whose fucking dick do I got to suck to get a fucking burger around here? <laughs> and it just quiets, like, it's, like, this, it's a sea of human beings in this place, like, yeah. cramming out, out into the street. Yeah. And everyone just goes quiet, because he's just, like, you know, alpha up hard. And so That's I just, like, like fucking... What, yeah, you know, and his whose dick do the, I gotta suck to get whose dick do I <laughs> Ronald's? And, and she's like, Oh, so, so like, uh, you know, this poor girl behind the counter, like, come on, you fucking bitch. Like, he's like calling her a bitch. She's being so, and she was like fucking four feet tall, and this guy's like way bigger than me. And I'm like, Fuck this clown. And then so I, I let it go, I don't say anything. And then we're all leaving, and he pushes his way out, and then he pushes past Garrett and looks Garrett's girlfriend, Noelle, up and down, right in front of Garrett. And it's just like, yo, you should watch your, like, you should watch your girl, bro. She's a fucking looker. And was just like, just eye fucking her. And she, he had a girl with her. He had this blonde girl, like he had his arm around her. And he's like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and then they walk outside and I'm like, fuck this fucking clown. Like, and then out of nowhere. So he's outside. And that's what Des described. There's this like chubby little dude with uh, a McDonald's bag in his hand. He just knocked the bag out of his hand. And I was just like, <laughs> and the, he's like, and the guy's like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? And he's like, what do you do about a tubby? What do you do about a tubby? And it's just <laughs> towering over this guy. Yo, this guy was on fire before you did. <laughs> and I'm just cl- like, I'm just like, like the whole time, like, fuck this fucking yeah. clown. Like, so I don't say a word at all. Like, I just looking, I'm just staring daggers. And he crosses the street on um, King, like uh, literally like getting into a cab. And then he looks back over, still talking shit. And I'm just staring. I'm just looking like, like this, just like <laughs> silent. And he's looking at me. He's like, you fucking want some? And I just like, <laughs> like, yeah. So he closes the door of the cab and walks back across the street, like on King street too. Like there's the street cars, like, we meet in the fucking, at the yellow line. And, but he's still got his bag in his hand. And I just know, because I've seen him. And he's, he's like, what are you going to do, Tubby? What are you going to do? He's just all talk. I knew he wasn't going to fucking do anything. He just, he just wanted to talk to me. And so I meet him in the yellow line. And I just two-hand pushed him as hard as I fucking could. Uh, and he flies backwards in the middle of the street uh, on the yellow line. And, like, so we stop traffic and there's horns beeping. And I just, like, knees on the shoulders just start hammering his fucking face <laughs> so so many times and his girlfriend got out of the cab and got on my like backpack on me and was like clawing my face like <laughs> get off of him and he, i just had these like fucking claw marks on me afterwards but she's on me like get off, him, get off of him the ultimate the ultimate warrior paint <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> they were little kitty whiskers yeah. uh, <laughs> so Everyone breaks us up. It was like, yeah, Tim Des and Garrett was there, Eitan, and like, we get broken up. And this guy's just out, like he was bleeding from his face. He was like, out on the middle of the street, and we, we're now across the street on the sidewalk, and this guy kind of stumbles up, and I didn't know this at all. I'm just talking to Garrett, and all of a sudden Garrett like, punches behind, beside my face. Yeah. And because the guy came after me again from behind. Yeah, got back but up. But I was yeah. talking to Garrett. Yeah, and he just, like, kind of punched beside me, and he knocks this guy out, like, 
it was <laughs> that classic sound of like like he you heard him be knocked out on his feet and then he crumpled and just like like smacked against the pavement and we were, were both just like oh like that i don't know it just sounded fucking terrible like yeah. it was like two clicks and even garrett like he's obviously like you guys said like such a nice guy yeah. and i was never out to like try to fucking kill anybody or anything like you know so we're both just like over him Garrett had fuck. Garrett had to do that to keep his girl from deflecting to you. <laughs> he knew he had to step up after he was like, "You better watch it." She's a looker, and then you yeah, pumped him for that. Looker, Garrett was like, "Oh shit, he's right, man." That was his time to shine. <laughs> yeah, and then we ran, and then I realized the girl had my hat in her hand, and we ran back to his house, it was like a block away, and I was like, "Fuck, she's got my hat," and I just bought that hat, and it was nice. <laughs> but Garrett's oh, yeah. a nice guy. He ran back, and he's like, "I got it." And he told me later, but he just like ran back and the ambulance was there and the guy was up on his like, like sitting up against the wall. Like he was fine. He was awake, yeah. but the, the paramedic was checking him out and he just kind of like tiptoed in and like, you know, pinched the hat out of this girl's hand and like ran it back to me. And I was like, thanks buddy. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My brother got into a fight with these guys at this party in Atlanta after it was like a college party. And uh, one of his friends on the hockey team picked a fight with a football guy and they get, they get into it and it's, you know, a big brawl breaking out. And uh, this other guy get, gets involved. So my brother comes in and one punch knocks the guy out and he's like, okay, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Right. Cause the whole party's yeah. about to turn on him. They're leaving. <laughs> and then my brother's like, Oh shit, I don't have my keys. His keys fell out in the middle of the fight. So he had to go back to the, to like the, <laughs> yeah. to the scene. Yeah. Yeah, and anyone yeah. else want some of this? <laughs> you <gotta be> <laughs> he's, he's stepping around with his feet, trying to hear a little jingle, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't want to have to return to the scene of the crime, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you guys get in any fights when you were down in New York? Other than no, with that's where I, like, not any, like, that, the one I described outside of Katz's Deli with Tim was, like, we called each other the next day and we're like, Hey, we can't like, I don't know. We were there on the, like, you know, a performance visa with like no right. health insurance at all. Very like, yeah, you, gotta be you know, oh, yeah, dude. just no, whether it was medical or law, like kicked out of the country for sure. So I just remember. And I think by the time we moved to New York, I was already like 27. So I felt like I, I don't know. The, the one fight I got into before we moved to New York, I was like 26 ish. And um, I just remember it hurting way more than the other ones. Like, not that I'm crazy old or anything, but like, right. I just remember like, oh, I got, I had like goose eggs all over my head and my fists were like bloodied up and scraped and it was on cement. So I was very scraped up and like, I don't know. I just, it took a while to heal up from that one. And I was like, knew I was moving to New York soon. And I don't know. I was like, I can't, this is, I'm done. And I think that was my last, like, right real real one right <laughs> last melee and, th and that and that still holds now yeah yeah I give him anything desiree when was the last time you were desiree have you got any have you got any uh mom fights no <laughs> i haven't gotten any like semblance of a fight at all since that warp tour one but i expected that because i thought like okay well it was about five years from the warp from the one with the gun to the warp tour one. And I expected like, Oh, in about five years, I'll probably have another fight. 
Yeah. Well, sure. well maybe, a year, maybe 10 years will be the number. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hopefully soon. A kid pushed uh, my daughter over at um, the community center a while ago. I was going to knock his fucking face in, but. Yeah. <laughs> I, re I remember a kid hit, hit uh, my daughter with a truck in the face. And I looked at the kid and I went, that is not nice. Like, and I was like, sure. <laughs> It was just like ah, and then I immediately turned for like a parent to like hurt and beat, but but the parent wasn't there, and then the the daycare worker went from being like don't do that to being like hey he, he's just a kid. I was like I don't care if he's a kid. Like, just, <laughs> yeah, so I think no, that I that is always like a potential fight, like just in the rears. You a kid's acting like a dick. There's nothing you can do about it. But the second the parent is like, well, too bad. It's just like ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Always looking for no, another. I'm sorry, you had to see this, Mary. You know, <laughs> but it will come. Des, were you um, were you there? Like, speaking of Noel and Garrett, we were at like a karaoke the one night at Fox on the Fiddle, where Noel got pushed by that bouncer, and I went at him pretty hard. I don't know um, if you're. That was forever ago, but yeah, that I. Don't it reminds know. me of like the the. What was that? That I don't, I, I'm just going to have to, um, Tim asked uh, for a diaper and a pair of pajamas by the doors. <laughs> oh, here's oh. all the laundry. <laughs> I've got the same pile of laundry on my couch right now. <laughs> um, I'll be right back. That no, just reminded me of yours, John, like the, um, the, uh, we're all at this karaoke and me and Tim, it was a great one at like a fox and a fiddle on Bloor where they did metal songs. So me and Tim Dorsch would do like System of a Down and Rage Against the Machine and stuff. And uh, Garrett's girlfriend, Noel, would, she was dancing on a table and we were all just drunk as fuck, like, you know, 2 a.m. or something. She's dancing on this table and this huge Russian bouncer, like just this giant man, uh, grabs her by the arm and yanks her down off the table to the ground, like from, it just felt like a 10 foot like slam down yeah. and we we're like what the like you could see the the vibe in the room was just like oh like fucking overboard dude right and i went out to him right away and was just like don't touch her and i punched him in the face as hard as i could no. and it just reminded me and he was this fucking like drago fucking giant man but it had this like drunk sense of fucking you know fuck this yeah. guy uh but it's reminded me of your like, <laughs> that's not nice. I was oh, like, yeah. touch her. And to this guy, because I just hit him again. Like, it's so fun, weird that I'm telling these two stories of hitting a guy and it doing absolutely nothing. Uh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Ones where I threw on everything I got with somebody and then just stay there and take it. And you're like, oh, now what? Big bouncer, dude. Like, and then so I hit him so hard. Like, don't touch her. Just fucking cracked him. Same idea. Just kind of like shrugged it off and looked down at me. I was like, fuck. And he like <laughs> picked me up by like with a headlock, like um, had me off the ground, like choking me. Like he's got me in a headlock and lifts his arm up, and my feet are dangling off the ground, like he's hanging me. <laughs> and, and and then walking towards the door, so I'm just punching, like behind, like knowing where his face is, and trying to like get him to let go of me, just constantly like hitting like this. And he drops me, and then his other must have been a cousin or a brother or something like fucking duplicate of a big man came in. And he got one guy grabbed me by the neck, one guy grabbed me by the feet, and walked me out uh, onto Bloor Street and like hammock me, like 
heave a hoe out onto the street. <laughs> uh, and I just landed on my back and my side and it hurt so fucking bad. And I just, and then I just, just sprung back up and ran at him again and punched him again. <laughs> and then he like, uh, and there's two of them too. Like one of my, like, no, just, I'm such a psycho. Like I have no actual, I have no thought of real consequences yet. Like this is before any, I actually right. ever got hurt in anything. I'm just swinging and, and like yelling the whole time. Like, this is what you get. Oh yeah. The McDonald's one too. That it was a similar, like on the yellow line of King street where I'm hitting the McDonald's guy was just like, this is what you get when you're an asshole. This is what you get when you are a piece of shit to people. Like just trying to teach a lesson. Yeah. Asshole. Yeah. That was like a little bit of a Robin Hood moment though. Um, yeah. So that one, I'm like, you, yeah. Cause you nailed the bouncer and then what happened? Oh, then he put me up against the wall and I'm still going like, you don't touch women. You don't fucking, I think I'm like 20, 21 or something. And just like screaming and swailing or flailing. Ever sorry. been in a real uh, relationship before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like, you you don't hit women. I heard things on TV about not hitting women and you shouldn't do it. And I'm just swinging at him, like trying to teach him a lesson. So he just grabs me by the neck and like puts me up against this brick wall. And I'm still kind of swinging and chirping. And I just remember like slowly getting choked out. And I. Oh, so he knocked you out. Yeah, he really like, whether I think it was his like elbow or something up against me. But I, I just remember going like, you don't fucking touch women. You don't fucking touch women. Like, and just. I was going to say, is this like I, considering his response to her dancing on the table? Like his response to you was much more tame. Like, I was expecting yeah. to try and crush your head. Like, you punched him. Oh, the one guy was, like, he was choking me out, and the other guy was just fucking, like, punching me, like, in the, oh, okay. in the face, but in the chest. And, like, the, like, they were, they had me up against the wall, and all my, like, you know, Tim and Garrett and everyone were just trying to, like, pull them off of me. But I don't really remember. I just remember, yeah, I had a bruised up chest the next day, and I was knocked out cold, and I woke up, like, Probably not too long after, but they were are, the bouncers were both back inside. <laughs> right. Those are those are two of my nightmares. Throwing everything I got into somebody and hitting them and then they just going turning around like that's it. And then the other one is getting yeah. choked out. <laughs> I've had nightmares about it afterwards. I was just like, fuck. Like and after that, yeah. I was still both of those stories, I was still probably like twenty one or twenty two. And I remember being like, I need a fucking like I can't do this little anymore. Like right. I had to I worked out. I tried to like just you know, right. It felt very like. <laughs> yeah. um, my one one nightmare I used to have was being on the on the subway on the bluer line, and getting into it with somebody, and then pulling myself up like I'm doing a chin up and doing like a two foot kick right in the guy's face, and then him just going like just not phasing him, and then me and going like and then just yeah. my heart dropping, and then me waking up yeah. like oh god. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Right before you were gonna die, like I used to have that. Yeah. Dream, dude. Yeah. Jay, question for you. You mentioned uh, you got twenty nine zips from a bottle. What was, was that from a fight or just a random? Uh, yeah. That was that. a nutty like at Fanshawe College uh, at Humber too. I must. I was in second year. I think I was like twenty, and uh, they would have these insane block parties on the off campus housing at Fanshawe, and um we were drinking all day we would start drinking like you know college like right when you get up cooler on the lawn lawn chairs and it was a kind of like a cul-de-sac like that where you could see 
across the street and all around you in a big circle was just lawns of different parties of people drinking. And we're out there all day. And this month, it was starting to get dark. It must have been like midnight or 1 a.m., like drinking for fucking 12, 13 hours. And this guy um, in a Tony, in like a tiger, like a mascot outfit, was, you could see him from across the street walking around to every, like bouncing around, kicking over someone's cooler, you know, pushing <laughs> someone off their chair, and then going off to the next one. And he was just, and I just saw him, like, I couldn't just eye him doing it to everybody. And you know, it's coming. To us so my buddy uh angelo from oh, it was with all my well in notre dame uh, high school friends that were all going to fanshawe and i was there visiting for the weekend so like he was, knew this guy was coming and i was like fuck this clown and we were on the end of the block and beside the house was uh like a ravine like a pretty big hill going down to a, a little ditch or whatever so he's like fuck this guy and he like he saw tony the tiger come around to us and he just grabs him throws the tiger down the ravine his head flies off and <laughs> everyone the whole was out of king he, he had the mascot head too yeah and the head flies off <laughs> and like so now it's just some asshole and everyone's laughing now like the whole block is like fuck this clown he just got what he deserved and then but then he has no sense of humor about it whatsoever he's like what the fuck bro and he like such a broy fucking jock dude like climbs back up the hill and was like what the fuck bro what the fuck bro and we're like buddy fuck you like what do you get the fuck out of here he's like i'll be back i'll be back I'll, you fucking wait bro i'll be back and we're like okay whatever go back to sitting drinking wait there's so much more out of nowhere you see around the corner tony the fucking tiger and like 20 of his i'm not kidding there was like five of us Count Chocula. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I'm serious>. <laughs> <laughs> Fruit Loops, buddy. We were fucked. We had yeah, no two kids in was the first one around the corner. They're over here. <laughs> <laughs> pecking motherfuckers. All of my nose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I smell blood. Um, <laughs> no, and he's like, it's so funny watching someone take it that seriously in a fucking like tiger outfit. I can't but believe you came back and he was still in the same outfit. That's ridiculous. He had a wall of dudes. He had, yeah, he's like, I'll be back. I'll be back. He goes to whatever party he was hanging out at. You get all his friends. He must have burst in there going like, guys, these dudes kicked my ass. Where's your head, bro? They fuck. took your head? They took your fucking <laughs> yeah. head? <laughs> yeah, it was some like fraternity thing where like, we got to get the head back. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get the... <laughs> I just was like, I, that was the most heart sinking feeling. Like the other ones, Moses, when you described like the, the punch and like, oh shit, like that sucked. But this was just like, yeah. it was like Braveheart, dude. It was like watching like fucking 20 dudes yeah, walking towards you with intent. Like, like no fucking around West Side Story was like, <laughs> oh shit. Like we stood up and there was what, five of us and they just like circled us. We're like, all right, fuck. And well, you gotta uh, hope ten of them are non-participants, you know. Exactly. Yeah. There, hopefully, there's a bunch of spectators because uh, right. I know I knew the guys that were with me were very down to. I, like I've seen them in many fucking right. crazy scraps. We got in a scrap two the day before, like, uh, so I was already on top of the world. Like I had uh -huh. the, the day before that when I was in a couple of really good ones, but this one, <laughs> so I'm all cocky, and but they're just talk it's just sort of like the same shit where they're like circle you 
push you around, push you around. No one's that big or fucking scary at all. They're just a bunch of like, what the fuck? You drew my friend, bro. You push my friend, push my friend, bro. For like 10 minutes. Like it's just all talk forever. And I'm like, okay, like you clearly don't want to scrap that. And I've never really been a chirper where I'm like, I don't know. I always want to be quiet and be the one that swings and not talks. But like, I was way too cocky, I think at this point. And I was like, Hey, clearly you don't want to scrap that bad or something would have happened by now. So fuck off. Cause you're ruining our night. Like, okay, bye now. And then the guy said that too was like, yeah, you're next bitch. And he like face palm, like pushes my face so hard where I almost fell backwards. So you're next bitch. And he face pushed me. I was like, fuck this fucking clown. I just, just hit him so like square in the nose. I just saw his fucking like, like a cherry, like, and he went down and right away, the guy behind him had a bottle. Uh, I don't know why people told me later. It was a 26er of Canadian club um, over the face. Like just drag. I didn't know. You just like, you get hit. I felt wetness and I was like, but then everything started going down. So I was like, okay, just stay up. I had my eyes closed and I just, just was blindly like whoever in front of me just punching the air. I, <laughs> Tim was there. He's like, it's me. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Jay, stop. <laughs> I wanted to surprise you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was hitting, I was getting hit from fucking like left, right. Even center. after the bottle. So, so the bottle didn't stop him. The huh? bottle was the first hit on me. Wow. And then everyone like, so the, whoever, like, I don't know really, I, my eyes were closed and I had to get my eyes flushed out with, I can send you guys a picture after it was like five stitches along my eyelid, um, four along my nose right here. It was like, it was like nine stitches in and around my eye. It split my eyelid, but it didn't luckily touch my oh eye. Oh my God. Yeah. And then Very the bottle, like this big guy, I don't know if you like, dude, if you would have been stuck with an eye patch, there's no way you could have shaken this mentality and become yeah. the down to earth, yeah. cool guy you are now, dude. That would have been a sentence to fuck I thought it was, because it was so life. scary. It was like, yeah, it's, you look like Frankenstein after because you get yeah. like, you know, you you come out of the hospital stitched up and look like a fucking roadmap. And I still got this the big guy in the center of my head. Yeah, you he healed up good. Scratch my skull. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a. They called an on-call surgeon. It was like a, an on-call doctor that looked at me and was like, "I'm not trained to do this." So he froze me, and we waited like an hour for an actual surgeon, like a plastic surgeon, to come in to like delicately like really and you paid nothing for that a man got out of bed and came and sewed you up and you paid nothing for that canada but it was london London, ontario yeah he was and he was such a nice guy he was like holding a mirror up to me he was just like see that like the big guy here it took an actual scratch out of my skull like it uh split the muscle underneath and scratched the skull so he pointed he's like that's your skull and it was like this white like patch Oh, and I was like, that's fucking crazy, man. That's nuts. And he like stitched me up finally. But the next day I was so like, my nose was broken. I like, my eyes were puffy. Right. I got fucked up. It was like three, definitely three guys just hammering on my face after I got bottled. Right. And I stayed up the whole time. That was my, you know, just try to hold on to something. And a girl from inside the house, uh, Sam, uh, great, great pal, uh, took her pink hoodie off and wrapped it around my face and brought me in the house. And, uh, I remember that's when I realized something was that fucked up because then she took the hoodie off and I was, I was over like a basin and I just saw it like pouring it, like, like fountaining out of my head. And I was like, 
fuck. That was scary. Um, and that yeah, was they like flushed time. my eyes out. At... What's up? And that was the day Tiger King was born. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was like little pieces of glass coming out of your forehead for years after that. Uh. Yeah, there's still one in there. Like they, they work their way out like zits. Yeah. Think it's like I was in a car accident and I rolled the I rolled the Ford Explorer and there's there's like still little pieces of glass in my hip that will yeah. little fine pieces that'll come out once in a while. You can still feel the bumps. This is probably 15 years ago. That's crazy. Yeah, this was yeah. uh oh yeah, must have been oh five. Uh, I've never heard ago. of that. But they would work their way out. Like some of them would it would look like a whitehead. And I go right. to pop it, and this little shard would would fall out. And there's one right. in there that's still in that will never come out. But you like I'm Wolverine, woo! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> healing properties. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I, yeah. I'm sure you still guys got a couple more in the chamber. Maybe we can get you back on with uh, with Garrett and and some of the other some of the Tim, other. Yeah, we gotta get Tim on now. We talked about him enough that yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I know he's got. We can get him to tell the, the homeless stabbing story. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, I guess he almost blinded Garrett one time, but that's a story. Yeah. He probably just took his shirt off in August. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on. I, I don't know. Nobody's doing, guys. nobody's doing live shows anymore, but are you guys plugging anything? What do you got going on? Kill all book? Um, oh, yeah, I'll, uh, our YouTube channel, me and Aton, uh do YouTube comment theater. Or we like reenact YouTube comments in a <laughs> funny way. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, we put those out every Tuesday. And uh, uh, yeah, our albums, uh, Spotify, uh, iTunes, wherever you can find the goods. Cool. And, and, and that's Rick and Chuck, right? No, that's all just Jay and Aton. We haven't, uh, it's 2020. We, we haven't been able to do Violent Gangster Rap in quite a while. Oh, so, okay. So, so Jay, if they if they look up Jay and Aton, they can they can they can find the albums. Okay, cool. Yes. That's right. We just pump like a GoFundMe for diapers or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just sending money for whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really doing anything right now. Yeah. Um, but if anybody needs an animator for something, oh, I use my hands for non-violence these days. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, I've got yeah, a I've got a I've got a children a, a not children's book children's book mm-hmm. that I'm working on. Maybe uh, maybe we can talk about that. Yeah. We should get okay. some of our fight Thanks. stories animated too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. Cool. Cool. All Thanks right. For Thanks, us, guys. guys. This was I, I was so amped up for this. I was like, oh man. <laughs> socialize and like I haven't done this as such a different human like Des talked about earlier, where we're like, you know, honestly a different person now, but getting right. to get back and like actually talk about this stuff is it's so funny because when I first started when me and Tyler first started doing this podcast, I was like, man, I'm sick of trying to hide this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to well, tell him my own like, stories. You know? Yeah, when we we mentioned it earlier, but like, you know, the goal when you're for me anyways in teens and twenties was was just like gathering all these fucking insane stories. It was right. like I'm on my couch. I'm a boring fucking nobody. I got to be out there doing insane things right. and tell these stories. But then all of a sudden, you know, you kind of grow up a little bit and it's rare to get to like tell these stories where people actually think they're funny or cool. <laughs> or even believe you know, them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just like, no right. fucking way. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, right, cool. It's great having you on the show. And uh, if you had got Thank the eye so patch, much. you would have been on season one. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll send you the picture of that roadmap. On my oh, page. yeah, send it to us. Oh, yeah. We'll tweet it out when we put out the episode. Nice. Thanks. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Hey, Have guys, thanks one. so much for having me. Bye. Kiss the babies. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you.